Thanks for joining Make Money Make Sense. As a reminder, investment and insurance products are not insured by the FDIC or any federal government agency, are not a deposit or other obligation of or guaranteed by the bank or any bank affiliate, and are subject to investment risks, including possible loss of the principal now invested. Let's go. Hey there, and welcome to another episode of Make Money Make Sense. We are Excited to have you joining us. My name is Trent Doty, Senior Financial Advisor um, with Wells Fargo Advisors in Savannah, Georgia and Statesboro, Georgia. I'm joined by Roger Doty, Senior VP of Investments and Branch Manager, Wells Fargo Advisors in Statesboro, Georgia. We're excited for today's episode. Um, It's an important topic that I think we get a lot of questions about in all different aspects of, of age and and demographics. So we'll jump right into it. Today's topic is when should I use a Roth versus traditional? We're talking about retirement accounts. So before I turn it over to Roger, um, Roth versus traditional, kind of the definition, Roth assets are you're putting money into it after tax into um, the Roth account, whereas traditional accounts are pre-tax. So that's Kind of the technical term and overview, Roger. Do you want to translate that? And give us an example. So pre-tax, post-tax, so you don't get confused with it. Let's hypothetically say that I earn fifty thousand dollars this year, and I do a traditional where I get a deduction and I put sixty-five hundred into a traditional IRA. Then I will show that I only have to pay taxes on forty-three thousand and five hundred. Whereas if I did the Roth IRA and I had $6,500 that I were contributing to the Roth IRA, and I'd earned $50,000, I earned $50,000. So the money that's going in there does not get me a deduction immediately. Yeah, so so that's pre-tax, post-tax. You know, a lot of times we hear about Roth assets being for only younger folks that are just now starting their careers, whereas traditional being maybe when you're closer to retirement, you know, how would you, what do you think, uh, you know, what's your kind of rule of thumb and, and for people listening, what should they be kind of considering? The younger you are, the more of an advantage a Roth is. However, the reason for that is, again, think of that pre-tax versus post-tax. And what I like to say is how many doubles do you have in your future? And here's what a double is to me is I think in terms of the rule of 72. And the rule of 72 tells you how long it takes to double your money. So that if I'm earning 7.2% on my money, it will take me 10 years to double it. And just to jump in, so 7.2, you're talking about the annualized return each year for the, the investment. The average, yep. to figure out which one is better. And, and essentially, how many doubles do I have? Now, let, let me explain why that matters so much in deciding whether to do a Roth or traditional. So if I'm taking a tax deduction and I'm gonna use $6,500. If I'm taking a tax deduction on that $6,500 and I'm retiring in four years from now, then probably 
taken that tax deduction on 65 now, so I, I only pay taxes on the 43.5 that I earned for that year. That money has four or five years to grow. So it's hypothetically going to be worth, and, and I don't know, I didn't do the math on this, but let's say it's going to be worth $7,500. So then when I go to take that money out, because here's the big differential, is for a traditional, when you take the money out, it's added to your taxable income. For a Roth, when you take the money out, there are no taxes on it as long as you wait until you've retired after 59 and a half for the IRS. So therefore, the traditional has more of an impact if it's a short time. On the Roth, if, if I hypothetically put that money in at age 35 and $6,500 doubles every 10 years, which is assuming that 7.2%, which I would suggest to you that 7.2% is not a high rate to expect for a typical growth mutual fund. That's not high at all. So if it doubles every 10 years, at 45, it's going to be worth 13,000. At 55, it's going to be worth 26,000. At 65, it's going to be worth $52,000. So what's happened is I, to do the Roth, I did not get a deduction on the 6,500. But then when I turn 65, I've got $52,000 of tax-free money. So I gave up a deduction for 6,500, but I'm actually getting $52,000 of tax-free money. So therefore, the more doubles that you have, the more of an advantage the Roth is. So that means two things. It means one, obviously, the younger you are, the better off you are with it. Two, it means that the more aggressively you've invested that money, without being stupid, <laughs> the more aggressively you've invested that money in a, in a diversified, disciplined way, then the more advantageous the Roth is going to be because you have more opportunity for doubles. Yeah, yeah, that... That makes sense, and there's a lot of a lot of factors that that go into that the growth portion there. But one other thing, when we consider the Roth versus traditional, are taxes and tax rates and interest rates and and basically what rate are you taxed at now versus when you do retire and start to need those assets. So. You know, real quickly, what do you, you know, is that a consideration of if you think taxes will go up in the future or down in the future? Does that play a huge role or? I think that's a big, a big part of it. Now, traditionally, using the word a little different there, traditionally, we've always assumed that when we retire, we're going to be in a lower tax bracket than we're, when we're working because we're not going to have all that income coming in from when we're working. So that's, that's one factor to consider. Another factor to consider is simply demographics in the United States. And demographics in the United States, because, and you know, we're hearing a lot of stuff about budget deficits and things like that. Well, at some point in time, to fix budget deficits, I believe that taxes will go up in the future that people are gonna pay more taxes in the future. 
And if you believe that tax rates in the future out at the horizon are going to be higher, then that also makes the Roth more appealing because you're going to avoid any taxes on when you take that money out. So the higher tax rate you're in in the future or the higher you perceive tax rates will be in, a, in the future, then the more of an advantage the Roth would be. Yeah, that, that aligns with the being younger and, and older being a, a variable in that decision. And, and then once we, so if we fast forward to we invest at say 30, 40 years old into either the Roth or the traditional or both, uh, then in retirement, are you able to, and this is a question just kind of educational purposes, are you able to manipulate your income when you're in retirement by taking it out of, say, for instance, the different buckets of the Roth bucket or the traditional bucket to keep your income at certain levels? Great, great question. And again, I am a strong advocate of the Roth. Another thing to keep in mind, and sorry, this is going to take me a little while to get to a direct answer on you, for you, but inside your 401k, most people have the ability to make Roth contributions in their 401ks also. The employer portion or the matching portion of your 401k is always going to be on the deductible side. So for most people, let's hypothetically say that your employer does a, a dollar for dollar match at 3%. So if I put in 3% and my employer puts in 3%, if my 3% is a Roth, mm -hmm. the employer's 3% is going to be traditional. Is that yeah, clear? Yeah. yeah so, that... so just in that example, you have diversified your retirement savings, half of it in Roth, half of it in traditional. Hypothetically, let's say in retirement, the tax break, the tax bracket you want to be below is $100,000. So I can take $99,000 out of my traditional retirement savings, and then I need $130,000, I can take an additional $31,000 out of the Roth side. And from an income standpoint, I have maintained my taxable income at below $100,000. So I'm not going to be in that higher tax bracket. So in theory, you want to have, I think, when you retire, maybe more of it in traditional would be okay. But the more you can have in Roth, the more flexibility you're going to have. Right, right. Yeah, the, the Roth, more flexibility, the traditional. You can't get away from it if your employer is putting their portion into traditional. So chances are, at the end of the day, you're going to end up with traditional regardless. Um, and, and, you know, there are, we'll get into it at a future future episode, but the conversion from traditional to Roth can be a, a discussion down the line as well um, when you're looking at all the numbers. But but yeah, it, it, it makes sense to look at it from a full picture of manipulating the numbers to keep yourself in a certain tax bracket if you're available to and, and if that works out for you numbers wise. So, and there are, you know, we're talking about age a lot here. And I will add in interest of disclosure that I personally, contributed to a Roth up until I was 55 years old. So although I don't recommend that 
for all of my clients, for some of them, it does make sense. And that's the, the reason for that is if you've got enough money that you're going to be able to retire on, if you've been a, a long-term saver and compounding has worked for you, then the lower your taxes are going to be in retirement and how long you have for that money to double. Because just because I retire hypothetically at age 65, it's not like all of a sudden I'm going to spend all of that money I've been saving for my whole life. That's going to be spread out over my lifetime. So a lot of that money that I contributed at age 55 could be invested for 30, hopefully 40 years. So that money has a lot of doubles ahead of it, even though it was only put in at age 55. Yeah, yeah. And and one last thing as we as we wrap up, and we didn't have time to touch on this too much, and we will maybe in a future episode, but as far as you know, passing those assets on to your beneficiaries, traditional assets, your beneficiaries are going to be taxed with those assets because they they're pre-tax money. So so they'll be taxable once they go to the beneficiaries, whereas the Roth will be tax free when it passes to the beneficiaries. So another consideration we can dive into in a future episode. Um, I do I do yeah. want to add to that that because of that Roth wrapper that you have, so the money's mm-hmm. not ever going to be taxed, it's probably the last money you'll spend. Yeah. So my other yeah. money will be spent long before my Roth dollars because I want to save the best until I absolutely positively have to spend those. So therefore, very possible that that's what my beneficiaries will inherit are the Roth dollars. Yeah. Yeah. And those will will pass tax-free and be the biggest benefit to your beneficiaries. Exactly. And that'll last a long, long time. Another thing on the Roth versus traditional is keep in mind, if you've got $100,000 in a traditional account, you're probably only got $75,000 in real money. You're holding 25 that's going to go to the IRS. Some percentage of that is going to go to the IRS, no ifs, ands, or buts. Whereas if you've got $100,000 in a Roth, you've got $100,000. That money, whether it's you, your beneficiaries, or whoever, it's a real $100,000. Well, we can jump into you know the uh, the other topics that go on with traditional and Roth conversions in a future episode, but uh, don't forget to submit your questions for future episodes to trent.doty at wfa.com. And uh, thank you for joining us today on the Make Money Make Sense podcast. information is provided for educational and illustrative purposes only. This information is made available with the understanding that Wells Fargo Advisors and its affiliates are not engaged in rendering legal, accounting, or tax advice. Wells Fargo Advisors is a trade name used by Wells Fargo Clearing Services, LLC, member SIPC, a registered broker-dealer, and non-bank affiliate of Wells Fargo and Company.